Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, my name is Candace King. Welcome to a Super Bloom podcast. Today, we are going to talk about something that I love. It's art, it's creativity, it's writing, it's all these things in one with my guest, James III. If you don't know James III, he goes by James III. And I feel very strongly and passionate about making sure that I call him James III the entire time. I don't know if it's on mic when we're having this conversation or if we just get right into it, but just know. So you're going to hear me call him James III. So I felt very passionate about using his entire name throughout our interview. And if you don't know James III, James III is a writer, producer, and actor. And we talk a lot about that today in this episode as well. And what we're celebrating is James III as a writer because while we are all on strike, James III has released his debut comic book. It is right now available. It is called Junior. It is available for pre-order or digital purchase. And for more details, you can go to ruleof3inc.com slash comics. That's ruleof3inc.com slash comics or 
check out his Instagram at rule of three, the number three, and you can read more. And if you're like, Candace, oh, are you a comic book person? I didn't know that. You know, I've, I've read a graphic novel or two in my day, and I have friends of mine that are very, very, very much into comics. And you know what? Yeah, I am into comics to the point where I go to comic cons all over the world. So I understand and see firsthand how big this genre of this community of people who appreciate not only comic books themselves, but also the franchises that they build and can form into, whether it be like television shows or or films. And and so we're going to talk about the heart of that today. I also want to let you know that we will be talking about suicide. That comes up in our conversation. So just give you a trigger warning so that you can be prepared. So just wanted to give you that trigger warning. Also, if you or someone else is struggling, I just want to remind you that 988 is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Again, just dial the numbers 988. It is a Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. And I also want to share a little bit about an organization, A Light in Dark Places. It is one of the key sponsors of James III's comic book, Jr. Light in Dark Places breaks down stigma surrounding the topic of suicide by using the performative arts to encourage healthy discussion, create community, and offer hope to those affected. You can go to alightindarkplaces.org. Now, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with the wonderful James III. For Halloween, as someone who like loves the genre. You know, we we didn't do anything on the day proper. We went to Knights of the Jack which we've been doing every year. It's a, it's a farm that has like a bunch of like pumpkins, <laughs> design, pumpkin jack-o'-lantern designs and there's music and there's refreshments. And we went as a family and we dressed as a, at the time we were allowed to dress as characters. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. Did you do it? Did you do it? We did. Yeah, we, we did. It was. It's okay. I won't tell. I did too. Okay. <laughs> we're in it together. If we're out and we're out together. Yes. To be fair, we didn't know. We didn't know at the time. We didn't know. So we did it and we took the pictures and it was all done. And then and then like a couple days later, they're like, also don't do this. And we're like, okay, well. <laughs> I mean, we got bigger problems. We got mm-hmm. bigger fish to fry, in my sure. opinion. But, you know, but, you know, every little bit counts. We're, we're all we're all in it together. But I I'm so excited to speak with you today, James the third. I am going to call you James the third the whole time. Now I feel the whole like time. I have to. <laughs> okay. The whole time. You can you can drop it. You don't it can be just James. That's fine. <laughs> I'm assuming this is probably a dumb question, but you are a, the third. I the, am a the third. Yes. I am <laughs> I uh, am the third and in a in a in a guess as long line of James's as three is. That's <laughs> Do you have do you have kids then? I do. I have I have a baby girl. Okay, so did you go with James? She is James the Fourth, even though that is not her name. (laughs) That's not her name is Madeline. But once she's old enough for it to not be confusing for me to refer to her as James the Fourth, I will start referring to her as that. Love (laughs) it. Did you did you like being the third when you were a kid? It was we. It was weird. I think I went back and forth from like feeling like, oh, this is kind of fun and cool, and to to also sort of feeling like I had a name and a and a and a number associated with it. Like and like that was it felt sort of like almost a non name in a way. Like oh, you're three, you know, like you're model number five two zero, you know, like it sort of felt like that sometimes. Do you have a lot in common with your father and your grandfather? I uh, so I grew up without 
my father and I only knew my grandfather for a couple of years. In terms of what I do know about them, I do, I share an affinity for sci-fi with my dad. When did you find that out? Early on. So I, I actually have a, I guess, it, I don't know how funny this story is, but my mom, as, as a kid, my mom was like, oh, you know, your, your dad was a Trekkie. And like, I think that was formidable for me. Like I ended up watching all of the, okay, I don't know if I can talk about this, but watching that, the, you know, that mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff. The, and the, then, the series in which has been around <laughs> at many Comic-Cons since the yes. dawn of Comic-Con dawn Day. Of Comic-Con, yes. With pointed ears and a different language. And there's the different shirts that everyone uh-huh, wears. Uh-huh, and the uh-huh. shirts are designated for what role you have. And I think that that it shaped a lot of like what I watched as a kid. And then cut to uh, doing this comic that kind of explores my my feelings about this. There's a panel that references that show. And I, I was looking at it and I like wanted to talk to my mom about it before it came out. And I was like, oh, mommy, remember you said dad was a Trekkie? And she goes, was he? <laughs> she, <laughs> What was he one? <laughs> so it's like, I feel like my weird. whole identity connective <laughs> tissue <laughs> like. to this to this thing that I that I have I've always just been like, yep, and this is in his footsteps, and I am following that the the lineage of this, and 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 perhaps it wasn't true at all. So who knows, you know. Isn't that the funniest thing about parenting that like I there's so many times from driving and my mom or my my daughter will be like, mom, who's God? And I'm like, fuck, like, what? and I just <laughs> yeah. like, like this thing, but this person, but this, thing, you know, and like I kind of like try to give some answer. And then I can't even imagine some of the things that like 20 years from now, she'll be like, yeah. And that really deep, insightful right. <laughs> conversation. It was just me trying to find a parking spot at the Trader Joe's, you know, <laughs> right. coming up with an answer. You have formulated an idea of the great beyond yeah. to her. And <laughs> but meanwhile, it's like this whatever off the top of your head. Yeah. Whatever's off the top of the head sometimes, you know, and, and then the things that I sit down and I really take the time to like research and like speak to her about that. that that's just gone. Yeah. That, that just, they see right through that. They're like, no, thank you. What's funny is like, I think it's really easy to see through comics and like genre and just take them at like face value as just like this like subculture that people either get or they don't get. And that it's, I think finally right now we are seeing it become more of like a universe, like people understand because of a lot of these bigger superhero franchises, like how universal the central plot lines are of all of these things that used to be kind of thought as like a subculture, you know, kind of group only. Did you, were you always reading comic books as a kid, like beyond even just watching the pointy eared alien franchise that we cannot name? Right. I was very big on the on the TV shows and the movies and read some comics. I have a, a an early memory of my mom giving me some some Batman comics for Christmas. And the, the for some reason, this particular comic cover was like almost horror inspired. It was it was dark. Batman has like uh, my memory of it is like Batman nailing a coffin <laughs> closed. And I remember saying to her, oh, this is like a dark Batman. And she looked at it and she took the comics away and never got me another comic no. again. <laughs> no. And so I think that that has to do with why a lot of my 
a, a lot of my experience is, is related to the, the TV shows and the movies. I didn't start reading comics heavy until till adulthood. And like I had a job and I had to not necessarily disposable income, income that probably should have gone to something else, <laughs> but, but has, that has now sort of uh, led to my comics collection. But it's, it's funny that you say that about the universality of, of comics. Cause that makes me think of Ian, Ian, Sir Ian McKellen talking about the role that he played and how he, and, and Patrick Stewart as well, t- talked about these as as if it was like Shakespeare. Like, these are the Shakespearean characters. And everyone always talks about the universe. I don't know how much of a subculture to the, to the masses Shakespeare feels, but there you always talk about the universality of Shakespeare and mm-hmm. how, you know, we've been talking about this for hundreds of years and, and it has that staying power. And it was like, if they can see it this way, why can't more people? And, and I think fortunately through their work and stuff like that, it has become more and more universal to people. Yeah, I mean, I remember even going to my first Comic-Con and it was well established, you know, yeah. over well over a decade ago. It was not brand new. It was something that a lot of people went to, a lot of a lot of events happened in San Diego and but even just seeing how much it's exploded now and all of it and that everything has a convention now. Mm-hmm. And I do I having worked in a genre show I do a lot of conventions and have the opportunity to to meet a lot of people. And, and, and it's like people get to come together and like celebrate all these little mini universes like mm-hmm. all over again. And and it's and they're adults. These are not like little kids. These are not like these yeah. are adults that find like such that kind of brings out this not that, but brings out this that it's just for pure joy. You know, no one's going there to like have this like evolved higher. It's not it's not like a better yourself kind of workshop thing. You're going because you love it. It touched you. It taught you something about the world. It taught you something about yourself. And you get to get together with other people and experience that. And so it's been really, you know, as someone who does not get into genres and does not get into like any sort of like comic book worlds or, you know, superhero franchise universes. It's very interesting to be on the receiving side of that and just mm-hmm. see like that what a cool time to like be an adult where we have where it's like celebrated to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's all I what I also love about them is seeing sort of where the where the different subcultures cross over like where you find someone oh this person is very heavy into anime or something that i don't know anything about Mm -hmm. but they also love that you know this this they're both we're both in line to to meet uh, uh, you know the (laughs) i know we can't it's it's kind of like charades (laughs) yeah right (laughs) three words sounds like (laughs) ear (laughs) (laughs) but that it's you know you never know Everyone, we're all from different walks of life. You know, gr- growing up, it was like, this type of person likes this. They're a nerd and they yes, yes. wear a this and they look like a that. And they're, this is who is into that stuff, you know, and that I don't know why that was the prevailing that was the prevailing idea. But when you go to these conventions, it is it is it's adults, it's kids, it's people of all ages, all walks of life. And they're all coming together because they do love this thing. And I, I yeah, I love that about it. I always think like the movies that I grew up with, it was like everyone was just an incredibly stereotypical version of a character in it. And my experience at being at any of these conventions is like everyone's there. 
all yeah. the characters are there. There is no just like one there like what you're saying. There's no like just nerds table and then that's it. Yeah. Like everyone, <laughs> the cheerleaders are there, the football players are there, the yeah. mathletes are there, debate clubs there, everyone's there. So Junior, your comic book is very very personal. And I would assume, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but before getting into just the the storyline of that, I want to know a little bit more about you and your childhood, because immediately opening up, you know, page one, I was like, oh, this, this is it. I haven't read a lot of graphic novels, but the ones that I've read have been deeply, deeply personal and pleasantly surprised me because it is just a genre that I never really knew much about. And so for you, I was just so excited to kind of like know like what what made you at this point want to kind of create something that was just so personal to you in this in this fictionalized world that so many people can also find comfort in because you share a lot of it. I mean, it's it's death as well. Like it's this fictionalized like afterlife that is such a fun and wonderful world that everyone I think contemplates what it must be like. Yeah, I, yeah, Junior for me, this comic, it's about, it's about a father-son working together in the afterlife and where this comes from for me as a kid growing up, um, I lost my dad very young, but growing up, it did. It meant nothing. It was I didn't know him. It, so it was. So it was just like I have my mom, and this is you know this is great. And but every now and again, when people would be like, you know, oh, how's your dad or your parents or whatever, you know, I'd be like, oh, my mom, and then would say what happened, and they'd be, and everyone would respond, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. Which of course, thank you, I appreciate it. But it was like I don't need that. It doesn't. It didn't feel. I didn't feel a loss growing up. And I was, you know, and like I said, I was super into, you know, sci-fi and and Tim Burton. I'm very heavily, I think the comic is very heavily Tim Burton inspired. Like I just love a kind of like a quirky world. I love a weird tree. I love stuff like that, you know. And so then cut to adulthood and I'm kind of exploring being an artist and trying a bunch of different things, theater, thinking about stand-up and stuff like that. And I turned 25, which is the age my dad was when he passed. And I suddenly realized I didn't have a dad growing up. And this is when he went away. (laughs) So it was like this weird moment where sudden now I feel a loss. And I'm like also trying to explore art and you know, and and he 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 took his life when he was 25. And there isn't a lot of art and works about suicide and 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 that area of of uh, mental health and so i i just i wanted to explore that and what that meant for me and so it was you know the early stuff kind of started heavy it started like it was the very like traditional us they did a solo show it was the very like i lost my dad and i'm sad and also here's a poem you know it was like it kind of was that vibe of of performance and because it was so heavy that led to me doing comedy i started doing stand up and trying to figure out how can i infuse you know some humor into this story that that you know while it's heavy and it deals with a lot of heavy themes you know for my my direct connection to it is still one of like I think a trauma that I've been suppressing, you know, so like I have a kind of distance from the the feeling of it, you know, and I'm kind of experiencing all of these emotions right now, you know, and working through it in a raw way. And then cut to that. This was now this was 10 years ago now. And then, you know, 
as I kept working as a writer and, and a comedian, people kept asking me like, what's your, what's your Atlanta? You know, what's your, how are you going to, what we want to see, you know, what's the dark gritty thing that you have going on? And I, I, I kind of thought that Junior, which is what the, the stage show was called, sort of only really existed as that. And I didn't want to do more beyond that, but I figured I might as well try it because literally every single person I'm talking to is asking me, how do I do what Donald Glover did? <laughs> <laughs> How can I <laughs> repeat this 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 brilliant thing that Donald Glover has done myself? And I, you know, tried and tried and it just was not clicking. And then I thought about like that the reason it's not clicking is because that's not me. That's not my that's not my lane. You that's love a weird lane. tree. That's yeah. his lane. You love his a weird lane, tree. Yeah. You love you love Michael Keaton saying it's showtime. That's what you love. You love that <laughs> stuff. And so that's where the, the, the this comic comes from is me trying to sort of live in a we, weird quirky afterlife and and also exploring the my feelings about this loss that I had that I didn't quite that I've have I don't know if I've ever quite <laughs> grappled with <laughs> in a deep way ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One of the things that we're on strike about is AI and the, the idea of like a, essentially a computer system, a robot, if you will, creatively performing and or even, you know, that's what the writers were striking about as well, was making sure that robots and AI was not writing scripts because even though that they're learning from all of these kind of like pre-existing scripts and material and art that exists out there, like that's everything that you just described, that cannot be taught like that's not yeah. a computer that is personal human experience and you can try to shove that down 
the throat of a, and turn it into a Donald Glover type thing. But it, there's just something missing. It's not, yeah. it's not, doesn't click. And, and, and that feeling that you just had that said, why doesn't it click? Cause that's not my lane. I, I, I need the weird trees. I need, you know, the guy in the striped black and white suit with the crazy yeah. hair <laughs> saying it's showtime. Like I need that. And like that, that is what I think is so incredible about art and so necessary is that we can all look at the same, you know, we can all look at the same thing and, and have a different perspective based off of like the path that we have walked in life. And, and so for you to be able to bring that to a stage and share with other people, I mean, one, I think that, you know, suicide is something that is way more common than sadly we like to believe and it has affected so many. So I can't even imagine the people who came to speak with you, you know, after your performances, did you have people come and connect with you and just say thank you? Or I saw like I have a personal experience of a loved one and you've just made me see it in a different way. Yeah, I I definitely had that. When I got to do the show back home and the most, so I was in New York at the time when I was working on it and I got to do it back home. And, and Where was home? Uh, Akron, Ohio. And so I did at the Akron Civic Theater and there were uh, outreach groups that 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 came that were sort of dealing with with mental health and and that was that was amazing to get to perform in front of them and you know do the talk back and talk about talk about you know sort of it, the different experiences from their perspective and also from my perspective. But then what what was really opening <laughs> in a, in a in a way that that I didn't even imagine was I had family come and family from my dad's side who I'm not, it's a, it's a weird, I don't know how to quite quantify my relationship with my family, my immediate family, and also my, my, the dad's side of my family, but we don't talk about it. You know, it's a thing that we just don't talk about, you know, it happened and it's, and it's sad. And we, you know, on Memorial day, we go to the, to the cemetery and, and that's, but we don't, talk about it and and afterwards i you know had my my sisters you know oh i didn't know you felt that way my my cousins i didn't know that i've been going through you know and and us kind of breaking that open and being able to talk about it yeah. in a way that we hadn't before that was that was really a game changer for me or eye opener for me well, how old were you when you learned that your father took his life so we you know i i i rem- we always knew I have a memory of being 12, 13 when my mom was like talking to me and casually said how it happened. So, uh, so I, 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 and, and I didn't know at that time the way that, that the means and she, I, I think it was more again, Again, I'm <laughs> I'm so distant from my emotions about this. But she, I think, was like swept with emotion when she realized that I hadn't heard it before. And she was like, oh, my God, sit down. Let's talk about, you know. And I was, again, fine and like distant in my like weird detachment from it. But I remember it being, you know, a thing that was just kind of we... I think maybe it was important that we knew that that was what it was and not just like that he had died or, or whatever. I think it was important to the adults that the kids knew how it happened. So as, as far as I can, as early as I can remember, I knew that that was the, what happened. And did you anticipate turning 25 and having 
Truly. I hear that a lot for people who have lost parents and their parents were younger. But when you're young, you're obviously younger than your parents. So you always think, Mm -hmm. oh, no, they were just so they were older. They were an adult. They were a grown up. They were in a completely different chapter in life. And then when you find yourself, I mean, I think that's what we've all kind of figured out is you still feel the same age. Like you, you get older, but you're like, I'm so young, Mm -hmm. you know, and you get older and then you're like, no, but I'm still young. And 25 (laughs) is very young. Yeah. And so to hit that stage and go like there, like to really recognize and, and I'm sure also being the same age, finally feeling like I am also at a point of manhood to understand Mm -hmm. this person. Like this is not someone now that, and now you're going to be older than them and no mm-hmm. more than them. Yeah. Which I would imagine is a it comes with its emotional a lot of like questions to mm-hmm. the to whomever you believe or the universe or yourself or Yeah, I mean I there was no I didn't anticipate it at all. I was I was blindsided by by turning older than him. You know, even though it's a thing where it's just like, well, naturally, <laughs> you know, that's how things work. You, you know, you either if you are fortunate enough to mm-hmm. continue going, you do, that's you know, the goal. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so eventually and so I was blindsided by it. And yes, and absolutely felt like and I talk about this in the comic a little bit, but felt like he, he was a kid. It felt like he was I felt like a child. And still, and still feel like a child at at thirty seven. <laughs> still feel like a child now, you know, and and so I have been. It it is it is racking my brain. Like I can't I can't believe to I can't imagine feeling that much, whatever the the emotions were, you know, and whatever the state of 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 the world was for him that led to 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 that action. You know, I couldn't imagine feeling that weight. And, 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 and yes, to, to your point, it is more common, you know, and it is, it it is an occurrence that happens and affects a lot of people more often, be it ideation or the, or the act, you know, or an attempt, you know, it, 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 it does affect a lot more people. And I, you know, there's a lot of great programs out there that are, that are helping to further the conversation and, and, and uh, and there's also a lot of great art out there that's that's trying to explore it. And I and I, you know, I just I generally wish there was more. I wish it wasn't as taboo as it as it is. And while and then even and and even in saying that out loud, it's like I understand why it's taboo yeah. because we don't want anyone <laughs> we don't want anyone to do it, you know. And so and or and because of that, it's like you know, don't speak of it at all. You know, we must never speak of this. You know. And so it's such a hard, tough. Uh, complicated situation. Yeah. And and yet you created art that not only approached the situation, the topic, but also, you know, I think another topic, a conversation that people have a really tough time talking about, which is death and like where Mm -hmm. we go in the afterlife and, and what that looks like. And if, if what our time on this planet means and, you know, and and I know religion is obviously a whole other, you know, (laughs) conversation, but like, but like really wanting to understand like, well, what happens? What is all of this for? And so, and not only did you put it down in words, but you brought it to life and kind of this, this world, like, do you, is that something that you've thought a lot about in adulthood? It's funny. I grew I grew up going to church. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with going to church and I have no problem going to different kinds of churches. Like I, you know, obviously 
I, I want to go to a church that like loves and respects people and thinks that we all have like equal rights as human beings and human rights. Like mm-hmm. that's important to me. Mm-hmm. But I, other than that, like I, I just haven't really gone in adulthood and it's funny like having a child and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and it, it's there's a lot of religion here. And it gets talked about a lot to the point where my my seven-year-old asks me a lot of questions because yeah. she gets it brought up to her from other friends on the playground or on Sundays, you know, after school. And so she's asking me about like, well, what's God and what's baptism and what's hell? And I'm just like, mommy's just trying to find a parking spot. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very busy. <laughs> But like, why is why are you only asking me these questions well, while I'm trying to park? I know <laughs> every time when we're running late. But I, you know, and it did. It's interesting. Like the older that I get, I get anxious to think about like what happens yeah. next, and I start like worrying about like where do we go when we know that bad things happen in the world, and that like what? How do we make sense of it? So for mm-hmm. you, had you thought about? afterlife a lot before creating this this world and and it's a really fun after like a dark fun afterlife world yeah i mean absolutely i i i grew grew up religious i'm not religious anymore but grew up grew up baptist christian can can i say that we can bleep it if we We can say that. <laughs> let's bleep it. Let's bleep that, that idea. No, I, I grew up in that in that world and was and and was very uh, moved and very connected to it. And uh, but have also, I think, always thought about or for as long as I can remember, thought about like different kind of 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 avenues and and what does what does the afterlife look like and what are the what are the you know what are the corridors? What are the different areas? What are the shapes? And I've always found that interesting. The and all of the different representations that I've seen, like from the like, you know, when you, when it's represented as like a, a specifically nineteen fifties office building, or you know, like <laughs> all of the different ways we've seen it represented on, a on DMV. TV and in books, a DMV, yeah, all of, the, all of these uh, uh, types of things. It's 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 always fun to. I, I think I enjoy more so than thinking about like. What are the realities of of the you know religions and different and all of the different talk and and uh, about what the afterlife could tangibly be? <laughs> you know, I have more fun thinking about like the playing in that space and having fun with with the ideas of what it is. And I think you know, depending depending on uh, uh, your entry point, what I, what I enjoy about it is just like you know, we're all going to do it. We all. <laughs> We there's a, there's an expiration date for us all, <laughs> and we will all be there. It's much more fun to think about it as you know, as a, a, a place with where there are jobs, where there is, where there are homes, where there where there are creatures beyond our imagination, than to think about it as either total darkness or whatever it would mean to just stop. <laughs> yeah. And something that I'm you know for that I'm thinking about for the future of Junior because there's an issue one out now an issue two is in is in process is is to also explore different cultures and what death means in different cultures and how different just because you know i feel as though i am certainly writing from my western understanding of you know what death is and what death means you know but that is not that is not everyone's purview and not everyone's connection to it and there's maybe there's 
maybe there's reincarnation. Maybe there are ghosts. Maybe there are, you know, and I, I don't know if it's dark to be, to enjoy living in that and thinking about that, but it is something that is exciting and, and always interesting to me. I know part of me is like, in the, in a childlike way has been like, well, what if whatever you believe, that's just what is? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what if, yeah. like, what if yeah. that's just how it works? What if like, that's the last laugh is like, well, that's what you thought. So that's what you get. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's yeah. not just like one rule for everyone. I used to think that, like, I used to just firmly think that that is what it is. And I thought that there was no way that this many different people can be sure about what the about what the afterlife is, if not for that to just be true, you know? And so, like, if you are of this religion or of this mindset and you die, that is what's going to happen to you. And then I'm going to get the things that I... <laughs> You know, is this, I, is this I, just I used so to obvious for part of like that. the participation trophy generation? <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> we get yes, whatever gets... you want, you get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, and and wouldn't that be great? I there's a there's a there's a show that I keep thinking of that I know that I can't directly reference, but that came out a couple years back it has my favorite exchange in it and i'll just say the exchange which is someone dies and they ask who got it right and then the person on the other side responds with funnily enough (laughs) and then explains the story of one person there was one guy on earth who was (laughs) high one day and explained what death was like (laughs) and and then we then proceed to watch this show that takes place in the in a place very similar to what this what what the, that guy described. And I just think that, that that idea is also very funny too because who is, somebody got to be right. You know, Someone, we all talk about all these, one somebody got to, somebody, maybe the, whoever's saying that it stops and there's nothing, maybe they're the one that's right, but there's somebody <laughs> got to be right. Some Someone out there. <laughs> Do you feel, I mean, the the heart of the story is obviously a father and son. Do you feel that by writing this comic series that it is also kind of allowing you to have a conversation with a father you didn't have? Yeah, I I, thank you for asking that particular question. The conversation with him, because I didn't, I've never talked about this. That's why I appreciate the question. But I, I think that the conversation with him is something that I have been trying to attain. In a, in a variety of different ways. In the in the stage show, there were two of them. One was, you know, the a time I re- I remember bearing my soul to his gravestone. Just I went one day. I was in town. I, I went and I had a just a tear session and a scream session and a you know. You got all your teenage years I, out in one sitting. I got everything out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You need to know that I did this, this, and this, and also, and I'm mad at you for this. Yeah. But, 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 and then, and then I also imagined a in the in the stage show. Imagined a. I had a my earliest memory is a really bad asthma attack. I had it around 17, 18 months, and I remember it because I guess it was so tra- traumatic. And I also envisioned that at that time in the stage show, I did do like a poem about in that moment i i was actually transported to meet him at that at that age and we in our baby language spoke to each other kind of thing and i think and 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 uh, you know i just think that that is something that i'm that i'm interested in what would i say what would it be i you know i got a lot this junior started as a 
pilot script as well. And I got a lot of notes of just like, but where's the show going to go? And I'm like, I just wanted them to talk. That's all I wanted, all I wanted them to do is talk. But where, if they do all this now, then what's the show? I don't care what the show is. <laughs> Remember when they said this to each other? You know, like <laughs> that was, that I think is, was just, it's just meaningful. It was meaningful to me for them to just, yeah. to for, for, for literally for their first interaction to be dad, Oh no! It's oh shit! I think is what dad. Oh shit! Is the is the is their first? You know, like I know that you are this person. Are you gonna? You know, will you accept it? Are you gonna talk? You know, and and then what would that look like? And so yeah, it does. It does sort of both feel like yes, I am doing that, and then also at the same time, he can't control what he says. <laughs> so I I have complete control over what his reactions are and what kind of a represent how he's represented and. And, 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 you know, sometimes in all of these different iterations of him that I have imagined, my mom used to try to tell me what he was really like. And I'd be like, well, I don't, but that's not what it is. This is what (laughs) she'd be like, well, you know, he, he did want to do that. And I'm like, well, I don't care about that. This is what I'm feeling, you know? (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And I, I love that you keep saying it because it's personal to me. Like this part is personal mm-hmm. to me. And again, I just think that that is like, that's the, like, that is the root that we cannot lose that. Like that yeah. is the life source of art and humanity and what connects all of us together. And we are, we truly have been so close to losing that 
with, you yeah. know, these things, these phones. And like, I mean, I'm so glad that we're able to speak on these computers. It makes us yeah. be able to be anywhere in the world and connect. But also there is something about just like making making it personal to you. And then like it's not about it's not meant to be personal for everybody. That's not right. what's going to happen. But right. the people that need it, like the people that need that to feel less alone, like they're going to hear that. They're going to get mm-hmm. that kind of like reverberation like back to them. If you, you know, if you're the willingness to be able to create it in the first place. And yeah. Like, that's the that's the fucking stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I I have that feeling of uh, you know to your point about isn't it great that we can talk to each other on this computer right now in this way? It is so great, and I'm just like, where do can we find the cap? Like, where can we? <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> it I ends. it's like I I I I want technology to stop at at a certain at whenever it's not whenever it's no longer good for. <laughs> For me, that's where I want it to. Yes. <laughs> we don't um, need cars to drive themselves. No, I don't we think don't. we don't. We don't. We, we don't. When when I got my car that was like, look, you push this button and it's going to parallel park. And I was like, please don't do that, sir. I, <laughs> yeah. I would not feel comfortable with you doing that. And yeah. I'm going to throw myself out of this parallel parking <laughs> car. And I'm going to blame it on you. <laughs> but then it's like, it's yeah, all of, and then all, but all of those things, there is a, there is a practical application for, for all of these things. And it's just, it's, it's, I, it makes me upset. It makes me upset when I, cause I've been talking myself in circles about the, about, you know, like what is AI writing? And, and, and I do, I agree. I feel like the difference is the, the, the personal experience of the human that then, that then is responsible for the way these things, because I keep going, well, the way we are taught <laughs> is we do consume a bunch of stuff. And then through that consumption, we then have our, <laughs> you know, we then have the way that we present those things, you know, which is, you know, the AI is aggregating all of these things and then spitting it out in the way that it spits it out. But because it doesn't have the lived experience it's not going to do it in the way that a human is mm-hmm. doing and that becomes the step that i feel like is is hard to especially if you have the the money to produce things you're like well i don't care about <laughs> i don't care about that i want to i want to push a button and have a movie in 10 seconds like that's what i want that's what i want to do you know how many movies i can make if i can press a button and have movies in, in 10 seconds you know you know how much money that's going to get me you know but to your point it's like because of the personal experience, I think that also makes the not only the art itself stronger, but I think that makes the experience of viewing the art strong. You know, it, it actually makes art. You know what what I feel like art is for, and what entertainment is for, is to connect people. And through it's it's a it's a social say it's, it's a way of it's a way of you know exploring what's going on for a people, right? And but but if we take the people <laughs> out, of out of that, it. then it is not, it is no longer that it is something else. It is, you know, I don't even know what, I don't know what it is, but it is, it's, it's not doing that. It's taking out a whole, it's taking out what makes art personal or what makes art, you know, something that is something that unites people. I think, I think it's removing that element. And has been around forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. The storytelling, it, like in it, like as an art, has been around forever, and I can't believe we think at this point <laughs> we're already burning the world to the ground. I'm like, can we just leave that alone, please? Yeah. <laughs> leave us something. <laughs> 
What is it for anyone that doesn't read graphic novels or comic books and that knows someone that does or maybe like walks by them in the store, or has a kid that's like, oh, I, I want this, but like doesn't like get it. Like wh- what is you what is something that gets you like that you understand that like caught your attention I'm, yeah. about that whole genre? I've, I, so this is unique to me. And I, I think I've already talked about Batman comics before. What what got me back into comics as as hardcore as I now am, my collection is too big now, is I read Batman's Wedding at the same time that I... He, Batman got married at the same time that I got married. And it was like, it was like, again, something I was, I felt connected to Batman on a level that I did. There's a, there's a, the thing that I remember, there's a lot that I remember about it. But one of the things that sticks out to me most, that's like probably... I don't know if Tom King is the, is the writer of it. I don't know if he thinks that this was like, I was, I crushed it with this. <laughs> but there's a, there is a scene when Catwoman is talking about the guest list and she's just like, who are we going to invite? And everyone in the world happens to be frozen at this time. And so she's just referring to like frozen poison ivy. Maybe we should invite frozen poison. And, and I was floored by that. Just like, just felt connected to this character, this character who is such a big part of my life because he's everywhere, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to see a million of them. That was something that connected me to that specifically. I think that if, if we're just talking about the art form at large, I think to that same end, it just, things can be expressed in a way that, uh, to me, it's, it's that bridge between like, you know, you're reading a novel and you're imagining what you're going to see. You're watching a movie and you're seeing someone's interpretation of something. And then you're, and then what graphic novels do is it's, it's that bridge between it's like you, you are still filling in some of those blanks. (laughs) So it feels like collaborative in the reading process of like, you know, you're, you are piecing together how the story moves a little bit, you know, because of the of just the way that the artists and the writers are able to represent the part of the story that they want to tell. But the transition from this panel to that panel, oh, that's that's where you're cooking. That's where you, the reader, is sort of filling in some stuff, you know. And then and then the other thing I'll just say is these these writers and artists out there are doing some of the most just you know, there's there's thousands upon thousands of, of comics and graphic novels that are made every year. And all of the art <laughs> is like just these museum-worthy <laughs> pieces, you know, that are that are squeezed into six and a half by ten and a half or whatever the actual dimensions are uh, pages uh, uh, but the exp- just explosive and like gripping and and dynamic art that I that I think you know if you are appreciative of of any sort of visual you know if you've ever been pleased by seeing a picture or a moving image or anything I think that like it's certainly worth picking up a comic and if you need like what I needed to get as hooked as I did was like you know, something that I saw that was already adapted or, or what have you, that stuff is also out there too. You know, you can find, if, if you're like, well, I don't know what to pick up, 
And you're like, oh, I liked the last blank movie or I liked the last whatever. Or, oh, I didn't know that was adapted from a... There's a lot of things like that, too. I think pick those up. Pick those up and read those, you know, and see if there are more issues. See if that is what is what pulls you in. And kids, I know it's... Kids and adults love it. I love one of my girlfriends here in Nashville. She has a very large collection. Very large <laughs> collection of comic books and comic figurines. And like, that's her biggest concern. She's about to move. And she's like, how am I going to get all my figures? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not going to touch them, but I don't know. (laughs) I will cheer you on from afar, from your new couch, drinking a cocktail while you figure that out. But she always brings my seven-year-old comic books. And it just Mm -hmm. makes me so happy because it's just like, it is it, it like the art the art within them and and especially now when everything just moves so quickly and like mm-hmm. in and not in like a tangible like holding holding a book form like it's it's lovely that it is a genre that is still like appreciated but also appreciated even more now because mm-hmm. the people who do it really love it and that's obvious by the way that you speak on it as well well james the third i could talk to you all day long before i let you go I'm going to, we're going to have a little conversation cool down, as I like to call it. So if you could just tell me like the first couple things that like first word or sentence that pops into your head. Can you tell us something that you like? Pizza. What kind of pizza? I, I love a good pepperoni, sausage, maybe a little bacon. It's a solid meat lover's guy. Yeah, I, you know, well, I can't do the, you can't go hardcore. You can't then also add ham. And then like a different type of, mm-hmm. of sausage. I, 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 I sort of, I back away from that. You know, I don't need it. I don't need it to be loaded, but like, it's, it's like a de- delicate kind of those, Father, those son, guys. and the Holy Ghost of the meats of pizza. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I well, didn't realize that was what it was. Yeah, but that is yes, what it yes. Is. <laughs> that's, the, that's the proper pizza terminology. <laughs> what is something that you know? Oh, oh, wow. I know that I spent a lot of time as a kid trying to be someone, and I am now spending time trying to be the person I wanted to be as a kid. (laughs) You know, I spent a lot of time trying to emulate, I guess, what the outside world or what I thought the outside world wanted from me. And I think that, and I don't know if that is true of all people, but I but I certainly believe it to be true of a lot of people in my circles as well, like kind of embracing embracing a person that maybe they weren't allowed to be or didn't feel like they were allowed to be. And so that's something that I know. I know that I am definitely doing that right now. What's something that you hate? <laughs> I hate being tickled. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate I being tickled. That. Yeah. Just sort of, it's you see, the most out of your control, I think <laughs> you ever, you, you'll ever be is when you are being tickled. And there are faculties about you that you, you know, can't always hold, you know, you might be, you might find yourself slobbering in addition to laughter. You know, you might not be able to hold, you might, you might find yourself peeing your pants. All of these things can happen when you're being tickled. Your body might start moving in us, you know, so I hate that. Certainly hate that. I, I too, I too am not into <laughs> adult time tickling. No, <laughs> at all. What is something that you love that is not your family, friends, Great. just something that you personally love? I love space. I love outer space. I, I love thinking about what the heck is out there and does that ever stop? And 
you know, where we are so far away from things, everything that is out, everything that is out there. So like, what is out there? You know, what are the, is there more life? Is there, you know, the physics of things like what's inside of a black hole? I'd love to go. I, I would love to just go inside a black hole if it didn't mean that my insides were going to be turned inside out. So <laughs> space. If Miss Frizzle could hook that up and be like, get in the magic school bus. Miss <laughs> Frizzle, are you listening to this? <laughs> because I need to, I need to go. I can, I can hop on the bus. I can, I can drive. You need me to drive. You need, somebody, you need a bus driver. I can, I can, if I can, if you can get me to space, I would appreciate that. And last but not least, what is a quirky little fact about you? Quirky little fact about me. Quirky little fact. And you said the first thing, but I <laughs> don't know what is coming to mind. I don't, maybe what's the holdup is, is me not finding myself interesting is <laughs> why, why I'm struggling to say something quirky about myself. Do you have a party trick? Do you have like a party trick that you do? I get asked these questions all the time. Like when I do go to the Comic Cons and things like that, I get asked a lot of questions like if you could listen to one song for the rest of your life on a desert island. Rest of my life. Rest of your life. One song. And I take this way too seriously. And I'm just sitting up there like sweating. Like, I don't know. Like, do I want an up tempo, slow tempo? Like, what's not going to drive me crazy? Right. And then you're suddenly just being like, uh, shares believe. I don't know why I said right. that. I take it back. I guess maybe. I thought all the things you said by tattoo is what I thought in the with, at the moment of you said, <laughs> and I don't know how and true you know that what? is. I think but that's that was, your quirky fact. <laughs> and there I it is. There it is. And there it is. <laughs> so there it is, everyone. James the Third, thank you so much. What thank a joy and it. congratulations. A Superbloom podcast is hosted by me, Candace King, produced by Melissa D. Mons and Diamond Imprint Productions, edited by Diane Kang, post-production sound by Coco Lawrence, and advertising partnership with Acast. <laughs>